This is CounselCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hi, everyone. I am Stephanie Liu. I'm a live video strategist, and I help my clients go from unknown to unforgettable by leveraging live video. Oh, that is a great introduction. I love that. Stephanie, thank you for being here. We're going to have a great conversation because this is an area where I feel like, number one, it's a little overwhelming. And there isn't a lot of great information out there on how how to do this well. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. It's going to be amazing. So our big question today is, how can lawyers grow a community with live streaming? So let's first start talking just about live streaming in general. Like, why is that a big deal? And why is everybody talking about it? Yeah, live streaming is one of those things where you can easily be top of mind and tip of tongue. Because here's the thing, is that if you can communicate clearly what your business, your product, or your service is, that's how people are going to remember you. Because it's not always necessarily about the things that you say, but how you make them feel. And so oftentimes, I think even with lawyers, if you're able to communicate clearly about a specific you know, law or contract or terminology that someone can simply understand, they start to realize okay, you're someone that I can work with. And so live streaming really gives them that opportunity to get to know you, understand what your vibe is like, get to feel like, all right, I feel comfortable, I feel safe, I trust this person. And live streaming is one of those things where everyone's walking around with like a mobile production studio in the palm of their hand. And if all that you have to do is jump on camera and say, hey, you know, my name is Stephanie Liu. I'm a live video strategist. I'm going to answer all your questions about live streaming. And boom, they're like, okay, front row seat. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. So why does it have to be live? Because I feel like even for me, oh, like that makes me cringe a little bit. Ah, you know, okay. So the beauty with live is that it's real, it's raw, and it's authentic. And I think where most people feel really nervous about it is that they're so focused on perfection saying the right things at the right time, sounding super smart. But let's be honest, it's not about perfection. It's about connection. Oh, I love that. That is such a good quote. Okay. Yeah, let's repeat that because I I feel like that is so important because I feel like everyone getting ready, like if they're thinking, okay, like I've seen this podcast or heard the podcast and I'm ready to do it. And they're going to think about all those details trying to make it perfect. But it's not about perfection. It's about connection. Okay, so, so finish your thought because then I have some follow-up questions to that. That's awesome. <laughs> so when I say that it's about connection, it's about really understanding what your audience is struggling with. What are their questions? Because let's be honest, Google exists. If someone has a question, they could jump on Google or on YouTube and get an answer. But the reason why they're tuning into you is because you have a way of explaining the problem, giving them a solution. You could use metaphors, you could use stories, but oftentimes when people are listening to you, they wanna know like, is this someone that I could approach with with a question? Are they gonna make me feel dumb if I ask a certain question? So for you, it's really an opportunity to highlight your personality. What is it like to work with Karin? So, all right, so I feel like most of the audience of lawyers 
it really kind of hones in on LinkedIn. And I know you have so many tips and suggestions. But my first question about LinkedIn and going live is when I think about LinkedIn, I have different groups of people I'm talking to. There's colleagues, and then there's potential clients, and then there's people who also do a similar kind of work. So, so where do you start with that? Who are you? Who? How do you figure out who your audience is? Yeah, because it's kind of like when you go to a party. How do you know who's at the party, right? Okay, so like let's say for example, if I'm going live on LinkedIn. When you go live on LinkedIn, it will automatically create a LinkedIn event for you. And so when that happens, automatically people get a notification. They're just saying, Karin and Stephanie, they're about to do a live stream about live streaming. That's so meta. And (laughs) and the thing about it is that when people RSVP, especially on LinkedIn, you can see what their job titles are, what their industry is, and all of those different things. And so that gives you insight as to how do I want to frame this? Like, from what story angle should I put this in? And then that's really going to help out. Like even today when I was like, oh yeah, what am I going to do today? I'm going to be on this podcast. Okay, great. So lawyers, what are some really great examples? You know, it's just like mentally preparing for that. Yeah, because if you don't have the ability to see that, and that's a really good tip that you are going to be able to have some sense of who your audience is before you go live. And if you don't have an ability to prepare for that, you're going to be all over the place. And if you and I are talking, you have all different kinds of clients. And so you could all of a sudden be talking about selling a product on a website, which doesn't apply to my clients at all because they're all just doing services. And so all of a sudden we're talking about the wrong thing and the the conversation gets off into this left turn that makes no sense. So at least you know ahead of time, okay, we're talking to lawyers. They only provide services for the most part. And so how do I adjust the conversation based on just that one piece of information? Well, okay, so like like sticking with the party theme, right? If I were to invite you to a party, you'd be like, okay, Stephanie, is this like a backyard barbecue? Is this like a sundress and a sun hat? Or is this like a, you know, black dress, cocktail, like that type of thing? And so I think even when you're live streaming on LinkedIn, Whatever your title is for your live stream, your description about what your show is about, why is it important, how is this going to impact my life, and if you want to learn more, that should be in your description, and people will automatically self-select whether or not that's for them, right? So if you're like, Stephanie, we are going to the Meta Ball, and like, you need to, you need to have like this awesome, fantastic designer dress, I'd be like, Karen... I do not have the time. Love you. I'll talk to you later. You know, like talk to me when it's like summer and sangrias and then we'll hang out. So it's really for you to set the stage and let your audience know what your show is about, what they can learn from it. And they'll self-select. Don't feel like in the middle of a live stream, you have to hop around and cater to everyone, right? This is an hors d'oeuvre. You're like, do you want this hors d'oeuvre or this hors d'oeuvre? <laughs> You're already setting the stage for the attire, what the topic is going to be. Okay, so I'm... Stuck a little bit on the summer and sangria idea. Like my brain is over there. As soon as you said that, I was like, let's do that. (laughs) I'm ready for that right now. (laughs) That sounds like a great way to spend the afternoon. But anyway, moving on, (laughs) moving away from that. (laughs) So, So first of all, I feel like I jumped into the LinkedIn idea maybe a little bit too quickly. I wanted to ask more about like which platforms are best and is LinkedIn, you know, is that great? And what does it offer benefit wise over some of the other platforms? Because it seems like every platform has some version of live live streaming, right? Exactly. So kind of think of it as every social media platform is its own country. And every single country has its own etiquette, right? 
and it draws certain people to it. There's a different, the way that you address for it, the way that you act on it. One of the benefits about LinkedIn is that you know that it's a B2B community. You know that there are people that are professionals, they want to learn, they're all about networking, and they're about connecting. And oftentimes I find that when I'm hanging out on LinkedIn, it really is about those connections like, oh, you know Winnie's son, oh, you know this person, you know that person. It's, it's easier for you to build rapport. If you were to go live on YouTube, that's great too, but it's more for discovery. It's more for someone searching for something. It's like, what's the difference between joint custody versus physical custody, right? That's what they're looking for. They're just looking for information. Whereas LinkedIn is more, I want to know who you're connected to. I want to know how you can help me. YouTube is like, it's a one-off thing. I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to get my answer and then bye-bye. I'm gone, right? But LinkedIn, because you can see who tuned into your show, you can see who commented, it's easy for you and I to reach out and be like, hey, thank you so much for like hanging out on the show. I hope you got a ton of value. If you have any other questions, go ahead and feel free to reach out. If I were to do that on YouTube, it's really like, hello, four, five, three, two, one, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, I don't know who you are, but you know, it's. I think it's a lot easier for you to build your brand and your bottom line on LinkedIn, to be very honest. Yeah, absolutely. So you had a great example there. Like, okay, you had that live streaming and then afterwards you followed up with, you know, hey, hello, thanks for showing up. But how else could you use that live streaming to do what you're describing to kind of make those connections? And should that be part of the live stream, sort of your agenda as well? Or I love all these questions. You're like, okay, <laughs> Stephanie, I've got all these questions for you. I'm going to throw it at you. They just okay. keep popping into my head. Yeah, I know. I love it though. This is like, you yeah. know, I get excited about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when we talk about live streaming, if you're concerned about structure, how should I structure this? The first thing that I usually tell people to do is what's called the format formula, which is tell me the why, the what, the how, and what if. That could be like your 30 second intro. And it's like, hey everyone, it's Stephanie Liu and it's Karin. And today we're gonna talk about what? Live streaming on LinkedIn. And the reason why you wanna tune in is because it's gonna help you build your brand and your bottom line. And so I'm gonna show you how to structure your show so that way you could captivate any audience. And PS, by the way, if you really, really love this, then subscribe to the podcast. That right there. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. That was so fast. So the why, the what, the how, and the what if. Yes. Okay, so that's your intro. So the what if is, if I want to learn more, right? If I want to learn more. And so that's kind of like your CTA. And so once you do that, you've already hooked the people in because people learn by asking different questions. Some people want to know like, okay, so what are you talking about? Okay, I don't care about that. Or I do care about that. So they'll self-select. Then there's those people that ask, why is this important? And if they do, if you do hit on the why, then they're going to stick around. Then there's the how people, right? You know, like the hands-on exercises. They like to do the dioramas. They're like, how do I get started on LinkedIn? If you hit on that point, then they're going to stick around too. And then there's the if people. We're like, oh, I'm really interested, but if I can't hang out, then what else can I do? You could always let them know that there's a replay, there's the podcast, you have show notes and stuff. So that's like the opening. Then from there, it's really... Now you wanna expand into the why, the what, the how, and the what if. If you gave three minutes of just, let me tell you what LinkedIn live streaming is. 
And you're going to tell them key stats, key facts, what's going on, what gear you need and all that other stuff. And then you're going to tell them why it's important. You could spend three minutes on that too. Like, well, let me tell you why, because it's easy for you to connect with people. It's about connection, not perfection. And then you could go into, so let me tell you how you can get started. You could get started with your phone and you could spend three minutes on that. And then you're like, and P.S. by the way, if you want to learn more, then here's a cheat sheet. That in and of itself. So I already gave you the intro, which was like, what, 30 seconds? And then why, what, how, and what if? That's four times three. That's already a 12-minute show. And then to your point of like, when do I engage with people? Then you're like, all right, cool. So what questions do you have? What did you learn? What do I need to know? And then that could be five minutes. And now you've had like at least a 20-minute segment covering all areas. Okay, so then as soon as you said the asking questions thing, my brain went to the biggest fear, and I know you probably have an idea of where I'm going with this. What do you do if it's crickets? That's fine. Because some people, if it's the first time meeting you, right, they might be shy or they might be those ones that are just inactive and they're very passive, and that's okay. Because you're the expert in your industry, you can always start off by saying, so you might be wondering, and it's a good thing to wonder. You might be wondering X, Y, Z, and now you're just answering your top 10 frequently asked questions about your business, your product, or your service. And then you could even follow it up with like, so most people usually ask me this question when it comes to live stream, when in reality, they should be asking this. Oh, I love that. Cause then you're like guiding the conversation. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so good. Most people ask these kinds of questions, but when in reality, they should be asking X, Y, Z. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Because then all of a sudden, you are positioning yourself as I know more than you even know yourself. So it's kind of like that Apple approach where we know we're not going to have our users tell us what they want. We're going to tell our users what they want. And then you just get these people who believe in you more than they even understand their own wants. Yeah. I mean, honestly, most clients, they don't know what it is that they don't know. And sometimes even when they're Googling online or searching for things online, they don't know the right terminology. They don't know that even certain laws or things differ from state to state, right? And so, yeah, that's your opportunity to highlight your expertise because that's why they're there. If you're just regurgitating what's on the internet. I mean, what's the purpose then, right? There's a certain way that you're going to deliver your answers. So again, whether it's a metaphor or a story, that's really going to resonate with them and be like, okay, I feel comfortable in asking her questions. Yeah, but also I thought I could maybe do this myself and I definitely can't. I definitely need her help because I'm in over my head. There's things I didn't even think about that she's already got the answers for. And so I definitely need some extra levels of help than what I could do myself. And that's such a great place to start too because a lot of our clients will have clients who think they can just go to LegalZoom or they can do like a DIY divorce or whatever. And it's like, you don't even realize what risk you are facing because you've never done this before, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and sometimes you might not even be asking the right questions because you're not thinking of how it may impact things right now or or even like what what might change in the next three or five or 10 years because at the moment it wasn't a big deal. But to have someone that could just kind of like zoom out and be like, have you also considered this? 
Have you thought about this? Because oftentimes I find that when clients are in a problem, they're like stuck in that problem and they don't think of the resources that are outside of it. And so oftentimes I like to tell people there are resources and relationships and you have to start building them now. The reason why people should and would want to work with you is that it's like going to Disneyland. You want the fast pass, right? (laughs) I mean, you could stand in line for four hours or just call Karen and get on the fast pass. I would be like, here, here, take me now. Exactly. Because think about how much money you're spending to go to Disneyland and you're wasting most of that money standing in line. Same thing for your marketing or your law firm or whatever it is. Do you want to just sit there and stand in line and wait for those results? Or do you want that fast pass? I love that. That's a great metaphor too. You're just full of the metaphors today. I love it. (laughs) Hey, you know, it's one of those things. I think you really have to prepare for it, right? And this is what I was trying to say earlier is that sometimes people are very factual, right? But facts don't sell, right? They just tell. And so if you were to tell a story, if you were to give a metaphor, like literally for those of you that are listening, when you walk away, what's that one thing that you're going to remember? You know, what's that, what's that sound bite? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Is it going to be the connection, not perfection? Is it going to be like standing in the fast track line? Is it going to be, it's going to be all of these little like nuggets of memorable stuff. If you were to just throw numbers out there and talk about all those stats, because I know you have those as well about like how amazing LinkedIn is and you could do that, but all of these other little details are going to make it so much more memorable. And it's like, okay, we all know LinkedIn is a great resource and you know, that's fine, but we don't really need the numbers. We need to kind of feel all the reasons why. So what about fear? So I'm kind of jumping to the next, I don't have a smooth transition for this, but I know that you talk a lot about even just kind of, it is sort of like public speaking, especially when you're live. And so everybody has this weird thing about public speaking that it's like, kind of like going to the dentist, like we're all a little afraid of it, doesn't really make any sense, but like why we're all afraid of it, I don't know, but we kind of all have these feelings about it. And so how do you push through that? And I know you have a lot of tips and suggestions about working through that. Sure, of course. So oftentimes when I when I work with clients about making the leap into live streaming, it's pretty much like, oh, well, I'm scared to go live. I'm like, why? And they're like, because people are going to say things like, who are these people? Where do they live? Are they purple? You know, and then they feel silly because you're like, oh my God, you know, do they have hot dog fingers? Like, who are these people? And then they confess and they're like, well, okay, they don't really exist. I'm like, so now we're talking about things that don't exist. And, (laughs) you know, then they're just like, damn it, Steph. Exactly. Exactly. It is the monster under the bed. Like it is just this, it is inside your head, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's just yourself and your own voices in your head. It's their own voices in their head. And oftentimes, sometimes, you know, I'll ask clients, okay, so when you're live streaming on LinkedIn, what does that look like? What does that sound like? How do you want your audience to feel like? It's because they've never imagined what it would look like to be successful. And the thing is, is that where your attention goes, energy flows. If you always focus on the negative, right? If you're working with a client in the legal industry and they're always focusing on the negative, right? But what if this works? What if we did this? You have to shift them out of that mindset. And that's what I meant by earlier is that sometimes when clients are stuck in a problem, that's the thing that they're thinking about. And you have to tell them, but if you were 
to be successful on camera, if you told them the why, the what, the how, and the what if, how would that make you feel? What would that look like? What would that sound like? And then they start to shift their thinking. So what do you need to do in order for that to happen? Because where your attention goes, energy flows. Well, and I mean, when you start like imagining and imagining in that positive direction, instead of imagining all the things that are going to go wrong. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so embarrassing. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to stumble. I'm going to forget what I was talking about. Somebody's going to notice. And like, first of all, nobody's going to care if you stumble. But like all of these things that are going wrong versus saying, okay, if this goes well, and suddenly I have this huge following on LinkedIn, and then that means that, you know, X number of referrals, that, that translates to this much money. And then that means this for my life. That's a whole different path, yes. Yeah, what would that do for you? What would that do for your family? What would that do for your community? What would that do for the target demographic, that single mom who's struggling? What would that do for her? Because oftentimes I tell clients, it's so selfish for you to sit there and not tell anyone all this amazing, wonderful knowledge that you have to really, really help someone that is just grinding and stuck in a problem. Yes, especially lawyers who went and spent so much money and so much time figuring out how to solve these problems and then to just sit in a dark little office somewhere, hold up, like holding on to your answers. Yeah, stop being Gollum. Wait, okay, I'm a nerd. I'm like, this is not Lord of the Rings. You're not Gollum with your precious degree. Oh, my precious diploma. You know, like, oh, my God, get out there. Do something with it. Yes. Yeah. And like you said, it is, you know, to the point where it's selfish because there's these people that really need you. And uh, you're just sitting there in fear instead of going out and helping them out. I love that. Okay, so Stephanie, what uh, book do you have to recommend? I know you have some like really cool ones and we didn't even get into like, you're, you talk a lot about like the neuro-linguistic programming and all of that stuff. So I kind of am, you know, kind of spoiler alert, your book has something to do with it, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite books is called Presenting Magically and it's written by Dr. Tad James. And he really talks about what I just told you as far as how do you create a spellbinding show? How do you captivate an audience from beginning, middle and end? Because the way that people learn is by asking certain questions. And not only that though, but if you're able to communicate clearly and concisely and it's structured, right? With purpose, and you're using nonverbal communication, then that makes you such a stronger presenter. It makes you top of mind and tip of tongue. And that book really talks about how you could show up on podcasts just like this and really own the stage. Or if you're in person and you're doing a workshop, it's like, you know, I want to snap my fingers. So it's like, you know, you work the room, you own it. Like, you know, all eyes are on you because really you're there to share a solution to share a story and that book really walks you through how do you get that confidence how do you tell a story that draws people in yeah and I'm picturing while you were describing that I'm picturing a person who is really great to watch someone like Brene Brown and she really has these like amazing waves of speaking where she pauses and you know pulls you in versus someone who is kind of in that sitting in that fear feeling really self-conscious and kind of you know sort of 
almost kind of huddled up over themselves, feeling so worried about their presentation that it's almost hard to hear what they have to say because all of that stuff is getting in the way. All of that nonverbal, all like the twitching, the I don't know what to do with my hands stuff. And the thing is that that book, it, it talks a lot about different communication styles. So I, for example, I'm a visual communicator, which means I talk really fast. I jump from one idea to the other. I am moving my hands. Sometimes I don't even finish a sentence. Sometimes I'll just like, I'm like, ah, I'll make a noise because I don't have the words for it, right? But someone like Brene Brown is probably auditory. She thinks very precisely about what words she's going to use and what impact it's going to have on people. Then there are kinesthetic, yeah. Then there are kinesthetic people where sometimes they're really thoughtful and just trying to find the right word takes them a little longer. You know, they have to warm up to you, that type of stuff. And then you have AD people or auditory digital, which is I tend to find mostly like lawyers and it's what's the structure? What's the process? You do this, 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 and this. There's a system, there's a framework, very analytical and logical, which by all means, every communication style is important. And what that book really shows you is how can you work the room and really understand how do you connect with every single one of those communicators? Oh, how cool. Okay, so it's Presenting Magically. We will link to that on the show page. And obviously, we put some social graphics out and promote that as well. So Stephanie, what's one big takeaway that you would want our listeners to get from this episode? I would say the one big thing to take away from this episode is that we said it before, it's not about perfection, it's about connection. If anything, you know, the meaning of communication is the response that you get. And so if anyone ever tells you like, no, this is how you should structure and blah, blah, blah. The meaning of communication is the response that you get. It's your job to learn how to have that flexibility to communicate with people and help them understand. Ah, that's so good that it's that it's about the response. It's not necessarily about all the things that you have to say. It's about how they're responding to what you're saying how they're responding. So do you need a metaphor? Do you need a key stat? Do you need a handout or whatever it is, but the meaning of communication is the response that you get. And if you're not getting the response that you want, then shift your communication style. That's really what it is. Ah, that is so good. I can't wait to look at that book and look into all of these amazing stats that you've sent over. And I'm gonna seriously reconsider my concerns about live streaming because I have, it's not something I've really done myself. You should do it. This, I mean, this in and of itself, if we were just broadcasting to LinkedIn right now, it'd probably been like the most exciting thing on LinkedIn right now, to be very honest. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is a pretty low bar on LinkedIn. Like there's not a whole lot of excitement there. <laughs> yeah. And you bring the excitement, you know, energy is contagious. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Energy is, is contagious. And most, I think even like in the legal field, people are just so concerned and scared. And if you bring this lightness to a topic of like, hey, you know, I'll show you the way, then it makes it a lot easier for them to like build rapport with you. Yeah, especially this live streaming, because I do think there's so much fear. It is somewhat new and it, it does feel, I think to a lot of people like, oh, that's what everybody else is doing. That's not for me. And so this kind of, yeah, but, oh, but you know what you say? You say, well, when did you decide that? 
you just woke up and said, "Today I decided that I will not do LinkedIn." Like, what was that day? What did you have for breakfast? Like, when did you actually decide that? And like, let's say they did give you a date, and you're like, "Okay, well, can you go to the day before that date and did not decide?" Right. Let's just rewind a little bit. Let's go back. Let's just rewind. And they're like, wait a second. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so good. Just to kind of face it and, and look at those fears as they're all inside your head. They're, for the most part, not realistic. And um, just come to the side. It's like everything else. If it's, good, if it's really worthwhile, it's going to feel a little strange and maybe a little bit fearful at the beginning. But that probably means it's worthwhile. Oh yeah, I mean just, okay, here's another metaphor for you. Remember when you first learned to drive a car, you're like, oh my God, (laughs) how are these people trusting me to be, I'm on the freeway, (laughs) you know? Like I'm thinking like of like Clueless, do you remember when Cher like gets like, oh my God, like that was it, whatever. Just get on the freeway, just do it. And then now we're going to Disneyland, Now now we have a fast pass and everything. Just, yeah, get out there. That's it. Yeah, the whole world is just waiting for you. Get on the freeway, get the fast pass, do all of it. (laughs) Awesome. Stephanie Liu, thank you so much for being here today. We will link to your company and all of your social media links and everything so people can follow you and watch your live streams and as well as the book. But thanks again. It was such a great conversation. So much fun. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.